This is Guitar Talk. To me, it just seems like there are endless possibilities. One of the things I like to find out, you know, how people got influenced in the play and the guitar, because stories are so unique. The trick is not to feel pressured to conform. If you know anything about Joel, he's been around the block. He's probably one of the most sought-after guitar players. How would you create that song? How would you turn that song into your song? There's not a guitar player on this planet that I personally don't follow closer. It's it's not something that you see too often. I only know a few players that do it. Now, from the home of the blues, Chicago, Illinois, welcome to Guitar Talk with your host, Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. It is such a pleasure to be with you today and every Wednesday. I tell you what. Things are really, really cool, man. You know what? We recently just did our very first Guitar Talk Zoom clinic. We did an online Zoom clinic. I had a guest come in, Harry Mira, who was the guitarist for the Halo video game series. We just had a really good time. You know, a handful of people um, talking about crafting solos and soloing over you know, chord structures and such. And it was a really good time. It was nice to see people engaged. And I think everybody walked away learning quite a bit. Harry's a wealth of knowledge. He's such a great player and instructor in that. We're going to be doing that once a month. The next one's going to be on Monday, June 12th. You can go to guitartalkofficial.com. And on the homepage, just scroll down a little bit, and you will see the sign-up right there. Now, the discussion for uh, June is we're going to be talking about overdrive pedals. However, it is always an open discussion forum. So, you know, if you've got something on your mind, you know, you got a question about something, there's something that you uh, need clarification on or whatever it is, that's why we're here. You know, we want to help you to, to be better players and to be more knowledgeable when it comes to gear and so forth. So, uh so look out for that. You can go down and you can sign up for any any of the ones that we have already listed. I think we've got them listed through September. Uh, the guests haven't been placed on them yet, but we do have some other guests that are going to be participating. So it's going to be really cool. One of the ones we're going to do, we're not going to do it on a Monday night. We're actually going to do it on a weekend, uh, like maybe midday or something like that, because I've got Marcus Demel who is one of the most amazing guitar players I, you know, I've come to know. He's from Germany, and that's why we would have to do it on a different day and at a different time, you know, in order to be able to match up time zones because he's like seven hours, eight hours ahead of uh, where I am in Chicago. So, uh, But we've got some great ones. You know, I've talked to Frank Marino. I've talked to Carl Verhane. I've talked to a lot of people about doing this. So it's going to be really cool. So anyway... Uh, make sure you go to guitartalkofficial.com and sign up. The other thing, too, is that Guitar Talk is brought to you by guitarsforvets.org. Uh, they help uh, veterans with PTSD through the gift of music and especially the guitar. They help them get a guitar, take some lessons. Uh, it's very therapeutic. I'm excited, you know, to be an ambassador for them along with people like Tommy Emanuel and Scott Ian and Sully Erna and many, many others. Um, but uh, go to guitarsforvets.org and see how you can help them out today. Now, recently on Guitar Talk on Gear Life, 
on our Guitar Talk TV, we did a demo of a pedal by LPD Pedals called the Dutch Overdrive. I'm going to bring this up because it's really a, a great pedal, a really great pedal. And if you're a, uh, I don't know, it's not so much for, you know, the metal guys and that, you know, it's kind of out of the wheelhouse there. But if you're just into rock, if you're into like blues rock, if you're like into, you know, even something maybe a little bit softer than that. I mean, it's, I would say it's a low to medium gain uh, overdrive, but it's it's transparent as hell. It doesn't, you know, color up your amp or your guitar. And uh, I mean, it can really dial in a good a good crunch for sure, you know. And uh, but it's a great pedal. I just had to bring it up because you know I want to highlight those things, you know, so that you know that there's some really cool stuff out there that maybe you're not aware of. It's called the Dutch Overdrive by LPD Pedals. So make sure you go to lpdpedals.com and check it out because it's a great pedal. Or go to guitartalkofficial.com, go to our Guitar Talk TV, and you can watch the demo that we recently did for this pedal. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Okay, so now before I introduce uh, today's guest and uh, jump into the interview, and I just want to let you know some of the things that we have coming up um on guitar talk because we've got so many great people uh i've got mark farner from grand funk railroad got tony bassist tony franklin i've got glenn hughes and doug aldridge from the dead daisies they're gonna be on i've got phil bradbury from little walter amps and he's you know he's killing it man he's got some great amps and that uh gilby clark from guns and roses is going to be on just a lot of great people so you can find out everything for sure of course on guitartalkofficial.com and then also don't forget on saturday mornings at 10 a.m at mountaincityrock.com uh guitar talk is on that station in montreal canada a lot of times i'll have different people on that than i have uh, here on Guitar Talk. I'm doing a lot of younger bands, you know, up-and-coming rock bands and that, like Whiskey Myers and, you know, bands like that, uh, BKN, uh, Love, you know, a lot of those kinds of bands are uh, on there. So, you know, that's something definitely to consider tuning into, um, yeah, Saturday mornings. So that's really cool. Today, my guest is Christine uh Capolino. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with her, but I tell you what, man, she is a flat-out great guitar player. Uh, I stumbled upon her in a video where I saw her playing with Billy Sheenan at uh, Daryl's house in New York, and they were doing a cover, the song Oblivion, by the band The Winery Dogs. Now, if you're familiar with the song and you're familiar with Billy and Richie Kotzen's uh, work on that song, you know that that song's really <laughs> something else, man. It's really intense, you know, with the uh, the guitar and bass parts in unison. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, who is this woman just killing it? And then when I found out who she was, of course, I had to reach out to her and have her on the show and uh, since then, of course, I've come to know a lot more about her, and you're going to find out a lot more here in just a second. 
but uh, she is definitely somebody you need to have on your radar uh, if you're a guitar player because she is an exceptional, exceptional talent. So I'm not going to say no more. I'm going to step aside, and here we go. This is Christina Capolino right here on Guitar Talk. If you don't mind. I, I know that you came here from Romania when you were really young, correct? Yes, I was two years old, actually. Two years old. So, so what influenced you to want to play guitar in the very beginning? Well, my dad has always just had such a passion for the guitar. Um, when he was very young, he started playing a little bit. <laughs> he wasn't very good, <laughs> but he's always had an excellent ear. So when I was around five years uh. He got me hooked on Gary Moore, Michael Schenker, all those guys. And it is cute. I used to call all that music daddy's music. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. So he ended up getting me, uh, oh. he had a left-handed flying V and he ended up having it rebuilt to fit me. So he started to be pretty young. <laughs> wow. So he yep. chose the guitar for you or did you choose it? Well, I would say both. It's kind of yeah. funny. So he got me that V, but I got hooked on Gary. So yeah. all I wanted was a Les Paul. So right. when I was, uh, I think, nine or 10, I think 10, I got a, a red uh, Les Paul studio for Christmas. And that was like my first real guitar. Ah, there you go. Yeah. But then because I'm Michael Schenker, I ended up getting a. Um, I got a couple of V's, but my favorite V, I call them number one. It's a 99 white v kind of yeah. looks like the one behind you and uh, <laughs> i was like oh that caught my eye <laughs> and uh i got that when i was 12 so it's i got hooked on the v's ever since then wow wow I, yeah because uh it's definitely something that stands out you you make a statement you know oh, what i mean you. <laughs> you do you make a statement and you gotta when you got a young woman playing a flying v it makes a statement it's like i'm here to play guitar Oh, yeah. Don't want to mess around. <laughs> well, I can, you know what? Uh, there's some things that you've done that really impress me. And uh, one of them is being able to stand toe to toe with Billy Sheenan and do winery dog <laughs> tunes. Yes. Oh, Oblivion was one of my favorites. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's amazing and such a sweetheart. So yeah. I, I can't wait to play with him again. I love him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I, I know Richie Kotzen. You know, I've known Richie for, for a while, and uh, his playing is, it's hard to, it's hard to match. You know, he's a great, he's great player. Yeah. Yes. That had to be a, a really cool experience. I didn't know you did that till today. I was, oh, yeah. you know, I was yeah. going through your stuff, and I was like, oh, no, shit, she played with Billy Sheenan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was obviously not last year but the year before yeah. in, uh, in august and oh yeah. my gosh what a blast that was the last mondial that we that, that we've done you know so i can't yeah. wait to uh to do that with him again and what a pleasure it was so fun. so what has it that that you've done that's catapulted you to the place to where you are standing on stage with guys like steve lukather and billy sheenan and people of that nature because you know it, it's one thing to stand on stage with a blues guy. And I don't mean that any disrespect to a blues guy, because I love the blues. I've been playing oh, yeah. blues my whole life. But it's a it's a different level to stand on stage with Steve Lukather. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I 
I'm very thankful for getting to meet a lot of amazing people like Les Paul, Michael Schenker. I never got to play with Leslie West, but I, I did meet him at NAMM. Uh, very, yeah. very sweet, very nice guy. And, um, you know, it, it's really a journey, right? I mean, you meet somebody and it's like, oh, I know this guy. Let me introduce you to this guy. And like it all is like a journey. So like I remember I had right. a manager um, who uh, managed Alda Miola. He happened to manage both of us. I was, uh, I think, 18, 19. <laughs> so that's how we connected. Yeah. So but kind of a cool, I don't know if you saw that one where uh, he pulled me up to play with him at NAMM. Back, uh, I think I, wow. that, so it was probably like a year later. I was like 20, 21 years old. And uh, it was so cool. So like I never met um, PRS before, you know, Parveen Smith. Right. And, you know, like a little bit before I ran into Al, he's like, hey, do you want to sit in with me? And I was like, sure. So um, he ended up pulling me up and uh, Paul ended up being a sweetheart. And he ended up giving me Al Demiola's prism like on the spot. It was amazing. It, like wow. and like that wasn't planned. The only thing that we had set was the that we're going to play together, and that was it. So like we didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. It was so much fun, really, really cool. So it's got to be surreal, you know. It really does. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've shared the stage with a lot of people, but it's it's a surreal feeling, you know, when you look back at like where you come from and you know what your roots in that are to now being able to say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going toe to toe with the people that are my heroes. It's, it's got to make you feel yeah. really good about. Oh my who you gosh. Are. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I never would have thought I would have met these people. Like, you know, like I remember when I was a kid, I was listening to these people, like, uh, you know, watching videos of them, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I ended up playing with, uh, uh with Michael Shanker when I was, uh, 13, 14 years old um, <laughs> at the downtown. Yeah, he pulled me up. We did rock bottom as the yeah. encore. And oh my gosh, that was amazing. I hope to see him again. We opened for him a couple times after that, but it's been a few years now since I've seen him. And wow. he's he was, adorable. He <laughs> yeah, was he's one, really sweet. <laughs> he was one of my favorite players when I was in high school. And I'm old. So, no, you're you know, not. You know what I mean? I'm old. He was one of my favorite players, man. I absolutely love Michael Schenker. You know, Me too. I mean, Just you can't. Yeah, he's sick. he's a great player. So I got to ask you in in the beginning though, uh, did you take any kind of formal lessons? Do you know? Do you understand music, or, or is it something you just gathered by ear and by doing it? You know, osmosis. Well, I, I guess a little bit of both. Uh, yeah. Like when I was five, I'd play along with, you know, a lot of the times Gary Moore. He was the reason why I started playing, really, you know. Yeah. So he was the first one. And, uh, you know, I would play along with the the videos back in the VHS days. And I'd keep rewinding the part, going nuts, trying to, to get that part, you know. And I'd just play along with them. And so, like... It, for a couple of years, I learned by ear. And for the most part, I guess I still do. But I did start taking lessons when I was nine. I went to a couple people. One of my favorites is uh, Nicky Morak. You know, he's, he's an amazing session guy. He's not even really a guitar teacher, but he was very nice. And and I studied with him for uh, for a couple of years. And amazing. He's David Sanborn's guitar player, Lady Gaga. He's just amazing. Yeah. So I feel like he was a big influence as well. And, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like reading was never something I really got into a little bit, but it's just 
I think it's yeah. just something I didn't really need for what I do, you know, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's definitely important to know the basic theory and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's fun to just, yeah, like take little bits from things and make it sure. your own thing. Sure. You just, you just said, uh, something about what I do. And so I, I'm going to ask you, what is it that, you know, you want people to perceive you as what you do? I mean, what is, what is, you know, what is you? Hmm, that's a hard question. Uh, well, you know, I, it's a hard, cause like I, I for the most part, I, I play heavy rock, but right. I just, you know, I want to connect with people and, and bring joy to people. I mean, that's the most important thing. I mean, I've like, I've always appreciated the technical side of music, but I've always felt connected more to the heart of it in the feel. And I think that's mm -hmm. why I did get into Gary Moore, or, you know, like I love BB King or Santana and stuff like that. Cause right. they, they're just that the way some of those players just take what is in their heart and they put it, they can put it right through the guitar. It's amazing. And that's something that you can't really teach, you know, I'm like right. that, like, that's amazing. You know, like, I feel like that is the ultimate level. Like, yes, you know, being technical of course is important, you know, but mm -hmm. the, the way those players, one note, and you just feel that like right there, you know, it's, yeah. you know. That that emotional interaction between uh, a player and his instrument and the audience yes. is, is really what strikes us all, you know? I mean, we can enjoy the, you know, as you say, the technical aspects, the gear and all the, the yeah. cool stuff. <laughs> that. But it really does boil down to, you know, are they moving you? Yes. You know, and in order for them to move you, they have to be moved themselves. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went there. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So what would you say are some things you did when you were young in the formative years of you as a player that have helped you be the player you are now? Well, um, I think that, yep. So like in the beginning, I'd play along with players that I loved, you know, I would get the influence of the different people. And as time goes, right, you start to create your own thing. And uh, like, I remember it was kind of a cool story. I, I saw Michael Schenker at the chance in, uh, uh, in New York, in Poughkeepsie, New York. And uh, I ended up doing a video of um, uh, Lights Out. And we, we gave him a video of it just to, or, no, I'm sorry. I did a recording of that. I sent him a video of me sitting in uh, at an open mic. I'm sorry. So we gave him both things and, you know, we didn't really expect him to say anything about it. We were like, we figured he just, okay. Yeah. Thanks. And, you know, yeah. and uh, so this is, this is when I was 13. So this was the year before that I played with him and, uh, and he ended up writing me this really nice email. I, I kept it. I ended up framing it you know sure. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so cool and he, he was like you know you're better than I was when I was your age and he's like you know the most important thing now is to develop your style and to do your thing and you know I, I really you know took that to heart like yes I love taking in the bits of different people but then you do your own thing and then you know another way that I think helps you connect with the audience is you know just getting comfortable playing out so like when I was around 13, I started playing at open mics and stuff like that. And I think that helped me get comfortable with, you know, having to think on my feet, meet all kinds of different people, get used to playing with different people, different styles, 
you know, so then by the time I was playing with my own band, when I was, you know, a couple of years older, I was already feeling kind of more comfortable, you know, being with people yeah. and in front of people. And wow. it's fun. You just got to have fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was probably around that age when I first took interest in guitar, but I didn't start playing until I was in my late 20s. Oh, wow. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because at 13, what I'm doing is, is I'm honing in my bad uh, uh, playground skills. You know what I mean? <laughs> Beating up the kids on the outside. <laughs> I'm, a, you know? I'm honing. I'm honing in my bad skills. That's what I'm doing. I'm, you I'm gotta sharpening. still have fun. Yes. I'm yeah, sharpening them. Yeah. yeah. I'm making them sharp. So. Beating up, beating them up outside. You know. Because no. I think it <laughs> you was too sweet. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, it was 1978. Was the first time I saw Schenkner. Really? He oh. was with UFO. Oh, see, I didn't get to see him when he was with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, it was either 77 or 78. You know, there used to be a day where they would do these things called concerts. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) But back, back then it's like, I remember the first time I saw the Rolling Stones, it cost $12. Right. Like it's hard to imagine. (laughs) Last year, last year when we went, it was what? 1600 bucks for a ticket. 1400 bucks, something like that. So I remember seeing UFO UFO with Michael Schenkner and there was, it was, uh, there's a radio station in Chicago called the loop, uh, used to be the top rock station. You know what I mean? That's what everybody listened to. And they used to do this thing every year called the loop fest, which was like a 24 hour, uh, concert. Well, it started out the first time, it was first couple of times it was 24 hours and then it went to like several days, you know, kind of thing. But the ones I went to the I went to one of the first ones that was 24 hours. It was like I think there was Rush, Ted Nugent, Hart, UFO, Frank Marino, just a ton of great bands and stuff like that. And it cost seven dollars and fifty cents for a ticket for the whole thing. <laughs> the whole... That's like it's like is that like the the beginning or for each act, right? Like, no, it's that was hard seven... to believe. That's the way <laughs> That's it used awesome. to be. I don't know why I went there. I don't know. It was probably because you were talking about Michael Schenker and he takes oh, me I back bet that to was the seventies. So Oh, yeah, well, yeah, those days were cool. Those days were cool. So, but yes. uh, okay. So, uh, so here you are. You're playing with a flying V. But I noticed that you've got uh, endorsements from both Gibson, Epiphone, and Paul Reed Smith. So, are you playing a conglomerate of all their instruments, or, or are you playing the PRS amps? Or I think you got something I do separate. Have- I do have one of their amps also. That, it sounds awesome, especially for like, you know, like smaller shows or studio work. It, it sounds yeah. killer. It looks really cool too. It's black and white. So it looks like a tuxedo. He's a gentleman. <laughs> he looks really cool. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I, I love my PRSs, my Gibsons and my Epiphones, but I, for the most part, play the, my Epiphone yeah, the Vs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I have four custom uh, Vs that uh, Epiphone built for me that I just love. Um, I have my main one, Epi, that I call him. He's my favorite one. And then I have another one that I actually just had worked on to have just to be uh, set up for drop detuning. So, because I I tend to play like my favorite one. So my tech's like, you have all these guitars, you need to use them and utilize them for different things. I'm like, all right. (laughs) So I'm trying to do that more. (laughs) There you go. So so when you're having, uh, you know, Epiphone and Gibson build you for, flying v's in that what's specific about that v 
to you personally? I mean, is it in the tapered, maybe a tapered feel of the neck, the size of the frets, the electronics? Mm -hmm. What is what is it exactly that? Yes, well, you nailed it. I'm, I'm very picky about the, the neck profile. Yeah. So uh, I, um, I ended up having, so I have that 99 Gibson V, which I love, and I love the neck profile of that. Like, it's just so funny how many other guitars I tried to kind of get to feel that way. Like once I get attached to something, I kind of want everything else to feel that way. That's kind of hard, I know. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so I ended up having the Epiphone V's uh, uh, basically measured to be the same, you know, profile as uh, number one. But then I ended up actually liking Epi's neck a little more. Like they were slightly different from number one, but I ended up really liking uh, Epi's neck profile. It actually might be a little bit thinner. And it has yeah. like a kind of a natural finish on the back because we did, we ended up right. kind of, you know, playing around with the profile a little bit. But uh, but I like that. I actually kind of like that more than the painted finished neck, actually. So it, it's kind of funny how things work out that way, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the neck profile, I love. I like the big jumbo frets. My tech mm -hmm. actually got me hooked on those, like the really high frets. It yeah. really, I like when it almost feels like you're kind of floating over the fretboard, and it just mm -hmm. gives it a much more like smooth feel, especially when you're bending and stuff yeah. and. So, and he was telling me I have a, a light touch, I guess. So he said, for that, you can do it. But if you dig in, you're going to knock it out of intonation, you know? So, but uh, I, I ended up really liking the high frets. But that, yeah. the weight of it, you know, like the balance. Because some of the Vs I've tried over the years have been like, the headstock actually weighs you down. Right, right. You know, and so these balance really well. And the tone, is, you know, of these is awesome too. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you do you have specific pickups that you're playing in those that you've chosen? You know, or yeah, taking I used to, something. Yep, the Seymour uh, Duncans. I love them. The okay. Super Distortions and. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. They, yeah, they're all <laughs> yeah for the distortion. Sorry. Yep. But, so, uh, so do you have? Uh, um, uh, well, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Uh, do you have like coil splitting? Do you use... I do actually. I don't okay. really use it to be honest. Like I just yeah. I kind yeah. of forget I have it. Yeah. I, I know it's it's a funny question. Yeah, I actually I do have that option, but I really haven't used it. I, I have a a Hamer Telly that I play quite a bit, um, mostly for recording and stuff. But if I really am craving that kind of more single coil tone, I've been using that. So, yeah. but yeah, I do actually have that. I should use it. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. comes in it comes it comes in handy but if, but if you're you know if you're doing you know if you're doing uh you know more rock stuff you know you're you don't yeah. really want a single coil even though yeah i mean come on you know adrian smith from iron maiden there's a lot of guys mm -hmm. that you know play with single coil pickups that just get a great sound so i actually did not know that i didn't know we used the, the single coils for that so that's pretty awesome yeah, well, his 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 guitars have single in the. Uh... Sorry, it's my phone going off. Don't mind that. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I think in the neck in the bridge, a uh, neck in the uh, middle position, you know, on his strats or single coil, and then he's got you know a humbucker, of course. Yeah. Uh, at the oh, yeah. at the bridge and that, but uh, yeah, you know, not a lot of rock guys. I I take that back. Uh, I'm thinking about it now. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Hammett from Metallica, 
He, he had, did the single coils? He had single coils on several of his guitars too. As a matter of fact, I got awesome. a, I've got a strat that has his uh his pickups in it. Oh, uh, I bet that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Well, well, they're 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 EMG, so okay, you know, so they're gonna be try those. I haven't really explored those. Yeah, I was (laughs) I was endorsed by EMG for a number of years. I you know I played their pickups. They're they're really they're really good pickups. Anyway, so what kind of amp what kind of amp are you going into? I use a THD Flexi Fifty. Okay. I've been hooked on those for your, for years. I think we cornered the market. My dad is like, I think he gets more excited about getting gear than I do, believe it or not. Like he's like, a kid. <laughs> Kristen, I found this THD for a great deal. And so if you wonder where they went, he bought those. <laughs> so we oh, got wow. hooked on those uh, years ago. I used to use it with the Solvtech MiG fifties, but then I, I ended up using the KT 88 tubes and that gave the low end that they were kind of lacking before. Yeah. Before it kind of had that glassy, high end, you know, bite to it with the clarity. But then the soft tech, I had it right for the low end and the percussive part, you know. And once we we changed the tubes, we're like, oh, well, we don't need the soft tech anymore. So I've been loving it. I've been hooked on them. Well, you know, it, it's so cool because you, I can hear, you know, that. Uh, just just the way you talk i can tell that you not only love what you do but you really love playing the guitar oh yeah you love the guitar you you (laughs) really love the guitar i mean you know some people play it because it's a means to an end you know they enjoy it and it's a means to an end and then there's other people that just love it so much that you know what i mean it just it just oozes from them you know what i mean you can tell it when you talk to them it oh, seems like you're like that. It's like, well, thank so, you. Yeah, you got to love it, right? <laughs> so yeah. how, how many albums have you put out? I've done three, and then I've been doing singles after that. So I did All That I Am, Burning Sky, and then These Days, uh, down in Nashville, actually. And uh, But after that, we've been doing uh, the singles. And currently, what we've been doing... Uh, we've been doing music videos since we can't really do the shows right now. So it's mm. been kind of cool doing the the music videos live. So we're kind of doing something a little different. Yeah. So we've been doing it at, at uh, Daryl's house. I love that venue, amazing venue. And uh, so then we have the audio for that too. So right. it kind of works. So then you're doing, getting multiple things done at once. So that's been a really fun approach, kind of different. So. Right. And then you, can, then you can actually turn those into singles or Exactly. Album. Yep. So we're just album, putting right. the new songs out there so they can see it and hear it all at once. So, now, so that's are, been cool. Now, are, I'm, I'm guessing that you're not, but are you on a label? No. No, we're, it, we're doing our thing for now. You're, so. you're just going to do your own thing. Yeah. I mean, it's been fun doing the, the Monday Owls. That's kind of because we're trying to, you know, do our thing. We want, you know pave the, you know, pave the way for our direction. You know, we're trying to really just connect with people, hopefully all over the world, you know, that, I mean, it's been really fun getting to play with, uh, you know, amazing musicians and bring them on to Mondial. So it's still yeah. pretty new. We've only done, I think five or six now. So it's still pretty new. So I can't wait till this stuff is over and then we can get back to, to doing shows and having fun. Yeah. So, so do you, do you plan on uh, touring once things open back up? Is that that's the goal? Well, 
we'll have to see about touring, but we'll definitely be doing shows again for sure and definitely doing the Mondial. That's me that's pretty yeah. much what we've mainly been focusing on. So yeah. yeah. And uh, I can't you, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I think everybody's chomping at the bit. I, I did yeah. my I did my first show two weeks ago and oh, it was nice. the first time that I'd played in over a year. Oh, and I we, bet that we, was fun. We did our last show at a theater in uh, central Illinois, and it was a 700-seat theater, and because of the restrictions, there could only be 50, 50 people there. Oh. And so we ended up doing two shows back-to-back, but it was oh, so good. weird to be in a 700-seat you know, theater yeah. with just 50 people scattered yeah that's levels. really strange it was weird yeah. it was hey really it's weird. still i'm sure it still felt really good to play in front of people again oh man yeah, yeah there's just nothing like it like yeah. i i just couldn't really do the the virtual concerts I, I couldn't i don't know like that to me just i mean it's great you got to do what you got to do you know but yeah i'm kind of just you know like i said i'm doing the, the music videos but i don't know i just can't do the the virtual thing so yeah once you get going we'll be doing shows again and all that and having fun like this weekend i'm going to be sitting in uh with my friend's band so i'm really excited to be doing that and yeah so you know it, it'll be good to be with people again yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really cool. So so let's go back to the gear. Okay, we got the flying V. We know how that thing's loaded up. We know that you're going to the the THD uh, amplifiers. What have you got in between? Are you a person that uses pedals, or do you yeah. just go direct? Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got a what, what a toys? Big board. <laughs> what toys are you playing with? <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, my main distortion is the BB Plus by Exotics. Okay. They're I love them. I don't know if you tried it. It's I got two of them. I love you them. do. Okay. So I don't even have to. Okay. So yeah, it's amazing. I, I love, it kind of gives you that kind of shankery Gary tone, you know, that the, yeah. it's, um, it's got that warmth. It's got the, the, with the bite, you know, with the clarity mm. and I, I really love it. And that, so then I have that, the overdrive. Oh, I got the true tone that the H2O. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Oh, oh, I have the TC electronics, um, reverb. Hall of Fame. Oh, the Hall of Fame. Yep, yeah. the right. Yep. Oh, I have. I haven't. I still. I like the John Landgraf Overdrive. I have one of those. But for the most part, I've been using the BB Plus Overdrive because the, right. the tones are similar. Um, I mean, that's like the main. Yeah. but like I'm pretty simple, you know. Like I, I have yeah. one of the uh, the Electro Harmonics octave pedals, the uh, the Pog, the little one, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I don't use it too, you know, like every song, but it's really cool for certain songs to throw that in. And it, yeah. like, it, it's just, re it tracks really well. It has that nice analog sound to it, which I like, you know, I don't like when things are too, you know, like too digitized sounding, I guess. So right. I really like how natural that is, but uh yeah, and then I use Eminent speakers also. They're amazing. They're killer. Yeah. Got hooked on them last a couple of years ago. Sorry, about like ten years ago. So we met them at NAMM. They're one of the companies we connected with, and right. I was like, "Oh yeah, yes, I love this." <laughs> so I've been using them ever since. <laughs> yep. There you go. So, are you running anything through an effects loop? Do you have an effects loop on your amp, or you run anything through it? No, no? like pretty simple. I just go straight through the pedals. Yeah. So right. pretty simple. Well, well, you get a good sound, you know, oh, you really do. You. I mean, you're you're accomplishing what you're setting out to do, which is, you know, sound good, but you're, you're entertaining as hell. 
<laughs> you know well, thank I mean, you. <laughs> you're entertaining as hell. I mean, you can't, you can't, once somebody finds out who you are, they can't help but not be a fan. Oh, right. Well, thank you very much. Well, I, people seem to have a great time, which that's the most important thing. I, I love just seeing people happy and having fun and meeting all kinds of different people. And like, that's what I love about music. Like it doesn't matter where you're from, gender, blah, 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 all that silliness. Right. Music sees past all that. It's just universal. You have a good time. You enjoy it. And like, that's what we need. I, I feel like we need music more than ever right, right. now. You know, it's just, right. Well, I think that'll the, heal a lot of people. <laughs> the other thing on top of that that you absolutely have to have are those funny and very cool guitar faces. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta have those faces in that. That's yes. what. That's one of the things I love the most about the guitar we is watching did. the guitar player to see those guitar faces because there's some you you got you got a pretty good one yourself though. You, <laughs> Thank good you. Guitar faces. That's it's cool as hell. Oh, it's fun. So, yeah. Sometimes it's funny, you know, some of the faces we make. It's yeah. like something stinks. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of what people say. I, I, got, I, got, I got one and somebody said it looked like I was yelling at some kids to get off my lawn. That's hilarious. <laughs> I just see that. And it looked like it, too. It looked <laughs> like so I was screaming funny. at somebody. It's, it's like, like a, the Clint Eastwood shot. Yeah, it's yeah, like, when did I do that? Yeah, yeah. How, how'd that happen? How'd yeah, you don't even happen? realize it sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, long-term plan. What's the long-term goal for you? You know, I, I get what you're doing is cool, and you're you're making your progress, and you're making your stride. But what's the long? You trying to be the next? Uh, you know, and I shouldn't I shouldn't compare you to this, and I, and I don't mean anything by it. <laughs> I'm just talking about from a marketing perspective, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, the next Bonamassa, is that what you're trying to do oh, is something awesome. like that? Well, no, uh -huh. he, he he's created an image for himself yes. that that's really made him who he is. I mean, he's a great player, too. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. But that, that's a good example, actually. Like that he's one of the like, people that went his direction. He didn't get exactly. controlled by the industry there or anything like that. And I, I'm with, yes. I'm All right, so totally, you get me. Yes. Yep. Cause like, I mean, we, we met with some of the industry people and stuff and it's just, they want you to be something else or like someone already. Yeah. Which, what's the yeah. point. Right. So I was, right. you know, I, I want to be myself. I want to do it the way I want to do it. And, you know, hope a lot of people enjoy it, you know, and right. I'd rather just do it the way I want to do it and be, you know, not have to change, you know, like it's kind of silly. So right. that's kind of what I think, after the those experiences you know because my my parents are very involved and supportive in music they always you know they always have and uh, you know my dad manages me and so he's kind of better with the business end and all that right so he and i you know we're always discussing it and you know he's like we need to do what we want to do like we need to just not be controlled <laughs> by yeah. anything and you know i mean maybe i mean who knows maybe we'll meet the right people to work right. with you know but I think for now yeah. I'm, I'm happy doing it this way. So I, I think, I think uh, the industry has shown that, you know, it's more than probable for somebody to be successful without them. Yeah. But at, but at the, at the same time, you know, the reason I pointed out Bonamassa is because he's a prime example of what somebody can accomplish without yes, them. Exactly. You know, and yes. he, and, and don't get me wrong. Part of it is the team that you surround yourself with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it also depends on the pocketbook of the people you surround yourself yeah, with. That too. You know, it, <laughs> it, yes. it has, it's, it's a little bit of all that, but mm-hmm. all I'm trying to say is that you can accomplish that. You can create your own persona and be highly successful without anybody else. I mean, yes. without a label. For sure. So we're yeah. we're hoping to get there. You know, the, the most people I can make happy, that's, you know, I'm happy with that. I hope to play in Europe one day. That would be amazing. Especially because, I mean, I haven't been to Romania since I was little, so I don't remember anything, you know, so it'd be kind of, it'd be pretty awesome to play there one day and be like, hey, you know, I'm back. <laughs> that <laughs> it'd be kind of cool. That would know? be, that would be a good uh, uh, marketing Ploy right, right? There, yeah know. that'd be pretty cool that's your way in but you know what you got connections you got guys like michael Schinkner and stuff like that you know all you got to do is just say hey just give me a name yeah right <laughs> give me a name <laughs> who do i need to talk yeah. to now you can go there it'll be a blast you oh, know yeah that should be opened up in another year or so <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So what's Hopefully so what's day. so what's next for you? I mean, I know things are just now slowly starting to open back up, but but really, what's the next big steps you want to take? I uh, I definitely want to keep doing the Mondials, get more, you know, bring in more awesome guests, keep building that, you know, like I'm trying to work on some new songs, you know, build up more content. So I mean, it's mostly what I've been doing during this time. So it's been kind of nice yeah. to, I mean, I, I miss doing shows of course, but it's been kind of nice to put the time into, you know, recording. Like uh, I put together a little home studio, you know, like I never mm. really had to do that before this, like a little bit, like I had Pro Tools for a long time, but I just, I was like, eh, I'll just go somewhere. I don't need to really do this, you know, but now you yeah. kind of have to learn it. And it's been kind of fun. Like I got the control surfaces now and I'm learning all that, trying to get all geeky, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. that's a whole other world to learn, you know, right. but, uh, that's been, it's been fun. Like learning how to use pro tools and send files back and forth. I never really had to do that either, you know? Yeah. So at least there was a good thing, I guess that came out of this and that's kind of helping me develop songs. So what I've been doing now is like I'll record like a rough demo and then send it to my guys to learn ahead of time. So then we can go in and do the music videos from there. Right. You know, so then we'll have at least a starting point, right? It always changes. Right. <laughs> Once right. you start, you know, but right. I've been liking that. It's fun. Yeah. It's uh, well, yeah. everybody's got to have a home studio to some degree today. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be a guitar player and that, that's how I find 90% of the people that, you know, aren't named people that I have on my show is through videos. Yeah. You know, I scour yeah. YouTube and, and that looking, you know, at guitar players and you'd be surprised, you know, what's out there. There's some players out there all over the world that oh, are yeah. flat out amazing that, you know, very few people, you know, know about. And so it's hard. Yeah. Like it's almost like YouTube made things harder for like those people to stand out sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause there's just so much out there, you know? Like, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it has a good and bad sides to it, I guess. Yeah. Right. We're well, the, the bad side is, is we're inundated with content. Yeah. There, there's so much content out there that it's hard to, to break through to, to get to what, you know, you're looking for. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, going to Spotify or, or you're going to YouTube. It's, it's yeah. difficult because once again, anybody with a laptop can make I a know. CD. 
and but it can that, be like <laughs> but but on the yeah. flip side but on the flip side that's the beautiful thing is that yes. anybody with a laptop has the freedom to make their own cd they can they can yeah. be expressive however they want yeah exactly so that's what yeah it's like you just there's got to be i wish there was a better way for those killer players to stand out but i mean I, you just got to keep going right you just keep yes. pushing yeah. and you know but yeah. uh that's it. You yeah. Know? That, that's one of the things that we hope to do through, through my show. I mean, we're, we're not much, you know, we only got a couple hundred thousand people that listen to us, but you know, we like to bring the attention. Uh oh, is that the manager? <laughs> that's my grandfather. It's uh, <laughs> my grandfather, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I got my headphones. He said, good. How are you? <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> but anyway, well, cool. You know, I, I'm I'm excited that you know we got the opportunity to to chat. And, oh yes, thank uh, you I very much for having me. I can't wait to share you know this information and and that with my audience because I think they're going to get a, I think you're going to get some new fans out of this. Oh, you know, that really would be do. awesome. I thank you very much. And <laughs> that and just you know what you know, when next time you're going to put out an album or a single or something like that, let me know so that I can promote it on my end. I'd love to help you out. Oh, okay. I really appreciate it. I certainly will. All right. So you have a great day and thank you so much. See you later, Bob. <laughs> he says goodbye. <laughs> right. He made a cameo. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so well, I will you, talk dear. to you. All right, take care. Thank you, too. Bye. All right, so there you go. Uh, Christine Capolino, right here on Guitar Talk. You can go to uh to find out all the information. I know she's on in, on Facebook and on all social media, and she's very active. So you can connect with her there. You know, she's got a lot of great music out, you know, videos that you can see on YouTube and so forth like that. Uh, yeah, you know, to see, uh, you know, she's kind of a small woman, but she plays a flying V, which is so cool to see. And she makes some of the greatest guitar faces <laughs> that I've ever seen anybody make. And, uh, she just, I don't know, man, just kind of makes me happy as a guitar player, you know, to see somebody love it that much and, you know, that passionate about it because you can tell she really loves playing the guitar. So... <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much to Kristen for uh, being on the program. Now, next Wednesday, uh, Ariella is going to be with us on the show. Uh, she's got a brand-new guitar out with Brian May on Brian May Guitar. She's got uh, new music out, and she is, you know, riding pretty high. So uh, we had the opportunity to sit down with her and talk to her about her new guitar and her new project, and... You know, in all things Ariella. So it's going to be a great time. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, for that for that show. And then, of course, any of the archives you can get at guitartalkofficial.com. Last thing, if you're in St. Louis on Saturday, September 26th, come on out. I'll be at the Casaloma Ballroom. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. It's going to be a great night of music. There's actually a uh, Tom Petty tribute band that's coming all the way from uh, Boston that's going to be playing there that night as well. Uh, they are flat out amazing. They're called The Breakers. I'll tell you what, it's one of those things where you close your ear, your eyes. You can't close your ears. 
But if you close your eyes, you would think Tom Petty was in the room. That's how damn close these guys sound. But it's going to be a great night of music, you know. And you can always find out where I'm playing at because there's a lot of dates. You know, we're going to be going on the road here soon, uh, doing a show with Eric Gales in St. Louis in September. Got some shows in Kansas, uh, some shows down in Springfield, Missouri, and some different locations. So you can go to jimmywarrenofficial.com in order to find out about those dates. And, of course, you know, feel free to follow me at Bands in Town. Just go to Jimmy Warren and Bands in Town, and you can find out, and they'll notify you when we get close to where you are in that. So thanks so much for tuning in, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of Guitar Talk. And until next time, you all stay safe, okay? Okay.